0: Hello and welcome to the Rambling Runner Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Chitam, and this is the podcast for all the dedicated amateur runners out there who are working hard to get better while balancing running with the rest of their lives. And today, I'm excited to bring you an interview with McCall Lee. McCall is definitely balancing running with the rest of her life. She is the mother of triplet girls, and she did not actually start running until she had them. So, that is a pretty crazy scenario, and it's one um, that I was really excited to talk to her about, that's for sure. So I hope you like this interview with McCall. In the meantime, I want to thank Mercury Mile for sponsoring this episode. Mercury Mile is fusing fashion and function for all runners. They've created a personal shopping experience for both men and women at any stage in their running journey. It's fun and easy. One, create your profile at mercurymile.com. I did mine on my cell phone, and it was really easy. That's for sure. Uh, Two, pick your shipping date. And three, receive and explore a curated box of incredible apparel from your personal stylist that matches your fit, style, and unique running needs. Keep what you love. Send back anything you don't. It's free shipping and free returns, as always, and no subscriptions are required. What could be more fun? Try it today, mercurymile.com. And if you do, and I hope you do, use checkout code RamblingRunner10. they will save you 10 bucks on the stylus fee. It'll also help out the show. So I really appreciate you if you do that. I like Mercury Mile. I wouldn't promote it on this show if I didn't use it myself, and I really do love it. I actually, I ran 10 miles today, and I wore a New Balance quarter zip jacket on the run that I got in my Mercury Mile box And I was a big fan. Frankly, I hope I don't need it a whole lot longer. I want the warm weather to come. But if it's cold, I really like this new jacket I got. So that's pretty cool. So with that being said, thank you so much for listening to this. And if you are and it's before Boston Marathon Monday, I want to let you know. We're going to have a meetup, a Rambling Runner meetup in downtown Boston, right near the Boston Common. It will be in the early afternoon on that Sunday. Uh, the date, I'm sorry, the, the location, I should say, and the time haven't been finalized yet. I will post numerous times on my Instagram and Facebook when it is finalized. I hope you come by. Uh, it should be fun. A bunch of people said they will, uh, including some of my previous guests. So, if you like the guests, or if you are one of the guests and you want to come by, I hope you do. With that being said, I hope you like this interview with McCall Lee. Hello, McCall, and welcome to the Rambling Runner podcast. Hi, Matt. Thanks for having me. Hey, it's my pleasure. Thank you so much for doing this. Thanks. I, uh, I'm glad I could catch you. So right now it is 7.45 your time, which yeah. normally for someone who is a mother of three, four-year-old triplets is kind of like the high time of the day so i really appreciate you taking time out of your evening to be joining (laughs)
1: me thank you thank you
0: yeah it's um so i have two i have two little ones and i can't even imagine having three four-year-old girls i have one five-year-old girl oh okay (laughs) so i was talking to my wife before we did the podcast i'm like oh i'm talking to this woman and she has triplets and they're all four and like right in front of my daughter she's like oh god (laughs) i i can't i can't even i can't even put that into words
1: (laughs) yeah i get that a lot
0: (laughs) i can imagine so what was so again this is a running podcast we're going to talk about running but when you first found out you were having triplets what was the initial reaction
1: um i was actually totally fine it was actually the doctor the nurse and my husband who totally just like flipped out like my husband turned like a weird shade of like white and gray and was like oh my gosh and I looked at him and I was like, you're okay. And the doctor was like, no, he's not okay. I'm not okay. And he turns to the nurse and he's like, and she's not okay. And I was like, oh, okay. I was just so overjoyed with like being pregnant. And I just didn't really think about having three babies at once. So, yeah.
0: (laughs) There you go. Did did you, when you were, you know, after you'd gotten married and you're, you know, thinking about starting your family like that. Yeah. Did you have a certain amount of kids in mind
1: Yeah, as as your
0: optimum number?
1: Yeah, I wanted to have two um kids. I wanted all boys. So when I heard that it was triplets, I was like, Yay, three boys. Um so I didn't want any girls at all. So it's it's just it's totally funny like how I ended up with having all girls and at once. So
0: <laughs> Yeah, what what's the saying? Like tell God your plans and he'll start laughing or something like that. <laughs>
1: I yeah, something like that.
0: <laughs> right, it's like yeah, jokes on you, McCall. Right, you, exactly. you want you want you want all boys. Here, I'm yeah. the, I'm, I'm girls how,
1: yeah. Oh yeah.
0: my goodness. That's fantastic. So when um so when when you when you found that out,
1: mm-hmm.
0: at what point did it go from like, hey, like this is great, like I'm I'm like totally cool with this to like all of a sudden you're like trying to figure out like the logistics of like how you're gonna make this work ultimately?
1: Yeah. Well, after I found out there's triplets, I had to go back to work. So I found out like on my lunch break. And so when I got back to work, I had to eat my lunch and I totally had lost my appetite and like, couldn't even think straight. And I remember driving home and just being like, Oh my goodness, like, there's three babies inside of me, like, like, it started kind of settling in. And I remember that night not sleeping at all, just like tossing and turning and just being like, okay, everything that I thought motherhood was going to be like, I'm throwing that out the window, like we're like, we're going to have to get a new car and the fancy stroller I wanted that got thrown out the window. Like everything that I wanted my motherhood to be like just disappeared in an instant. When I found out there's three babies. So um, yeah, like, I don't know. It just started settling in like that night. So yeah.
0: And you were an interior designer. Is that right? I
1: was. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Got it. So how, so at what point do you realize that, you're going to have to transition to stay at home mom as opposed to, to continuing the, 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 interior design career.
1: I mean, probably the moment when we started to realize that like, okay, three babies, I'm, you know, we're going to have to, I'm going to have to stay home and take care of them. Like, you know, just, yeah. I mean, taking care of three babies is like totally different ballgame than taking care of one baby. So it's just kind of like, you know, everything that we thought, you know, our lives were going to be like just changed. And so, um, yeah un- unfortunately, i was I was heartbroken that I had to leave my career that I love so much but um this is where God wanted me to be so
0: yeah and you posted some of your interior design work just like two days ago mm-hmm. um on your Instagram stories and you know, granted as as is always the case in this show I'm coming at this through a point of complete naivete mm-hmm. um but shoot, man, you look, you know what you're doing. It looks really oh, thank good. Thank you.
1: Thank you. Yeah, I just, I didn't have everything on my phone. And, oh, thank you. I really appreciate that. Yeah. There was a lot more, but I didn't want to, like, you know, I don't know, put too much. <laughs> I tried to keep it mostly running, so.
0: No, and I hear that. But it's funny because, like, I, you know, I like, I enjoy following you. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, <clears throat> my goodness. Um. No, so I enjoy following you. And I could tell that, like, before I knew that about you from a career perspective. Yeah. I could tell that you had some sort of design background um, just the way how you approach your social media stuff because it's, yeah. uh, I don't know, I don't know, fancy is not the right word, but, like, I'm like, <laughs> wow, this girl, like, knows what she's doing. I don't oh, know. that's funny. <laughs> I, it, it always, like, I feel like it has, like, that, um, I don't even know, like, the correct adjective to use, but I could tell it's, like, on a different level than most of the people I see because it oh, has, like, good. a certain eye to it, I guess. Yeah, um, yeah which is always kind of interesting. Um, But, hey, so back then, all right, so this is a running podcast, so we'll we'll get into the running. (laughs) But I just wanted to bring that up as, like, the foundation of what we're talking about because I think it's such a big part of your life, um, not only what you were going through four or five years ago, but what you're, you know, just the foundation of, like, your current schedule, obviously, is, like, that's going to be a big part of it, as with any parent. Um, But you weren't even a runner back then.
1: I wasn't, no. I hardly even worked out, like – you know, living in LA, you go to the gym and everyone, you know, puts on, you know, makeup and it's more about like kind of showing off and actually getting a workout in. So, uh, not that I was like, like that, but I would go to the, I would go to the gym for about 30 minutes and my goal would be not to sweat. And, um, so it was like totally opposite to how I am today, but like you know my husband and i would go hiking you know on the weekends but like hiking in la is like not very strenuous you know so um that was pretty much the extent of my working out before kids um
0: so so yeah. what made what made you want to move to la
1: um in interior design i got a job oh okay because, yeah i was designing a uh, forever 21 stores
0: <laughs> oh that is so that's pretty cool yeah. so where yeah. did you where did you grow up
1: um san diego
0: Got so where in San Diego?
1: Um, in Oceanside.
0: So you grew up in San Diego, and you yeah. have an avocado allergy. That is, like, that is just cool.
1: Well, me and my brother both do. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, I can't even touch them, so. <laughs>
0: oh, my goodness. So I lived out in Poway for oh, about okay. six weeks, which is northeast of San Diego. Yeah, yeah um, my mom
1: went to high school there.
0: Oh, okay, yeah. So I, actually I ran on the track, the Poway High School track, in August of that summer, that was an awful idea. It was so yeah, so freaking hot. It's like basically yeah. the desert. Yeah. <laughs> but, but where we live, we actually had two avocado trees in the back. And like growing up in New England, like back in the '80s, '90s, like people didn't eat avocados out here.
1: Um,
0: oh. I don't know when that transition happened. And maybe maybe people were eating them back then, and I just wasn't aware of it. They just weren't yeah. eating them in my house. But it was like for me, it was like this whole new ball game. And I was like. And these avocado trees were like so like plentiful. It was like, shoot, you get like thirty of these suckers a week out of yeah. that darn tree. Nice. Um, but it was funny because like, but it turns out like I'm allergic to them too.
1: Oh, oh my gosh, that's so funny. I've only met one. Per- I mean, my brother. That's it. That's so funny.
0: So you're you're you have like a severe allergy to them. I'm like I'm, I'm mine's pretty light though. Oh okay. Yeah. So we're not we're not completely brothers in arms on this one oh. because I'm like for me it's just like I get like a like a, like a scratchy throat and like okay, yeah. I start coughing all the time, stuff like that. Oh, um, I,
1: I get sick to my stomach where it's yeah, it's not good.
0: And then once you know it, what what's the first food your daughters ate?
1: Was avocado. <laughs> yeah. I had my husband cut it and serve it
0: to them. But <laughs> So why did you even try it?
1: I don't know, because it was like easy and I didn't really have to like there was you know, I didn't have to prep anything, so, you know, right. So we're there's... smarter, not harder.
0: <laughs> there you go. God, I love it. Yeah, and, like, you know, it's also it's only, like, one ingredient, right? You're not, right. like, you know, when yeah. your kids are young, you're, like, what are they allergic to? i got to give them, to, yeah. like, these whole foods because, like, God yeah. forbid I give them, to, like, something with, with multiple ingredients and I have right. no idea what they're allergic to.
1: Exactly.
0: All right. So, all right, <laughs> so you grew up in San Diego, moved to L.A. So, you're going to the gym, like, with a goal of not sweating. And then, so what spurred on the, uh, the, the, the running boom?
1: Um, so I started running shortly after my triplets turned a year old. Um, so I didn't work out the entire time I was pregnant and I didn't work out when they were the first year that they were born. Like, you know, I, I barely had time to eat and sleep, let alone go to the gym. So, um, I just. I, I needed to lose some, some of that triplet pregnancy weight. And I pretty much had like zero muscle on my body. Um, I just needed to, you know, loosen weight and get back in shape. And, um, you know, turn, once my girls turned a year old, life kind of started getting a little easier, uh, in some areas. So, um, yeah. And I, you know, I ran a semester of cross country in high school, but I was really, really bad at it. Um, like I was always conveniently injured right before a race and like I remember me and a couple girls on the J V team would like when we would have to like run around the neighborhood for our long runs, we would um run to Jack and Box and like eat tacos and then quickly run back to, you know, high
0: school and
1: <laughs> the coaches like probably really hated me. But um yeah, so and I mostly just did it just to get out of PE. So but I was really, really bad at it. So Right. But McCall, but, but McCall, yeah. but
0: you were a little badass as a kid though. You were a black belt at age twelve. That's yeah, that's true. <laughs> so like it's yeah. not as if you were like this like unathletic person.
1: Right, yeah. Yeah.
0: So what so so what made you to like be all like, you know, Disciplined with karate, or was it, what, I, what kind of?
1: I don't. Well, I I actually my dad signed me up for karate, both me and my brother. And I wanted to do dance, and ironically, the dance studio was like right next to the karate studio. So once the classes were done like we would all pile out of their class like the studio would be waiting for our parents to pick us up on the streets and like all the girls would be coming out in their like cute tutus and here I am like the only girl in the class with like, my, my big old karate gi and I'm like oh man like I really want to you know dance but being in karate at such a young age it does really teach you to work hard and be diligent and work toward a goal and um so yeah, I am I am mean, looking back I'm real I am thankful that my dad signed me up for that. But um back then I kinda hated it. But
0: <laughs> so what did you so what were the sports you played after age twelve?
1: Um I think that was it. I, I did cheerleading for a couple years, but yeah, I wasn't really that athletic when I was a kid, other than karate and yeah.
0: So team sports wasn't the thing. you were kind of the no. most individual sports.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Was that by temperament or just by kind of like happenstance? Like just how you, how it just worked out? Yeah. I
1: think it's just, I, yeah, I think it's just kind of how it worked out. Yeah.
0: Okay. All right. All right. So, so, all right. So fast, so fast forward back, you're in, you're in high school. You do your, 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 your fast food cross country. Oh, season.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Not good.
0: Right. All right. So then, all right. So, 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 so moving back So a year after you have your kids, mm-hmm. um, what is your What do your days look like at that point? So you pick up running because you want to get back in shape. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm assuming you probably want to have some part of your life that's your own at that point.
1: Right, yeah, exactly. Um,
0: so what is your day even looking like in terms of fitting running in?
1: So I um, – the only time that I had to run was at night. Um, so I would wait until my husband would come home, and I would already put my girls down for the night, and I would – make myself a cup of coffee and I'd drive to the gym and run. And, um, when I would do that, I would get home like about nine thirty, almost 10 o'clock and I would eat dinner and go to bed around, you know, 11 pretty late. And, um, yeah, I just started running on the treadmill, like doing, you know, two miles and then increasing from there. Um, and, um, yeah, so I, my cousins, uh, were running at the time, half marathons almost every month and I was inspired by them and they had just ran the um, Tinkerbell half marathon and um, I actually at at the time I didn't even know there was a half marathon like I knew that there was 5k and then marathon like I didn't know there was like this like middle distance kind of thing and I'm very like kind of goal oriented type of person and um, I was like that like half marathon like that sounds really cool and then at Disneyland like that you know win-win kind of thing and i uh remember telling my husband and then also texting my brother who had ran the san diego uh rock and roll marathon and i mean rem- i remember texting him and being like hey like i'm thinking of running half marathon like do you think that's doable like he he knows me well enough and he's the type of person that like will, will tell you you know not not just what you want to hear and he was like absolutely and so hearing him like kind of kind of um give me confidence that I can do it. Like I started kind of training toward that goal of running a half marathon. So I signed up, um, for the Avengers half marathon, um, in December 2015. So that was my big running goal.
0: Yeah. And how exciting that you have kind of a family to lean on. Right. During that time. Right. Because it's, it's, you know, it's hard, especially shoot, at the end of the day, you're tired. Like, yeah. Like, were yeah. you able to train consistently at that time?
1: Yeah. So I, I didn't have a training plan. I always thought that like training plans were for real runners. And, um, I, I didn't consider myself a runner. Like I even remember finishing that race and telling people like, I'm not a real runner. Like I'm just a mom. I just wanted to run just to lose some weight. Like, no, I'm not a runner. And, um, I ended up injuring myself pretty badly, um, about three months into me, quote, unquote, training. And um I had to go to physical therapy for about six, six weeks, I took off from running. And my therapist was telling me, like, do you have, you know, a training plan? And I was like, No, no, I'm just, you know, I don't, I don't need a training plan. And, and I was running on like, w- really old shoes that were like, so old and like I don't even think they were running shoes and they were about a whole size like too small and he was like you should go to a running store and you know get fitted and I was like no I don't need to do that you know and um but he he convinced me and I went got properly fitted in some proper running shoes and um still didn't find a training plan and I just kind of increased my mileage like every week um and that's basically how I did it. And I, all my training was on the treadmill at night. So, oh,
0: um, God.
1: yeah. So once I ran that half marathon, <laughs> it was like my first time running on the road. <laughs> so, uh, I, and I, I didn't know what I was doing. I remember like having to ask a cast member that like morning, like what corral I'm in. Like, I was like, how do you, how do I know which corral I'm in? They're like, it's on your bib. And I'm like, oh, what's. Oh, I thought the A meant Avengers and they were like, No, that's that's your corral. And so I remember standing like I wanted to stand in the way back of the corral and um everyone's talking about their goals and I hear like people being like, I wanna do one thirty and I wanna do one forty five and I was like praying no one asked me what my goal was. Cause it was just to cross the finish line. I was like, I don't care what my time is, I just wanna, you know, cross that finish line and um I ended up crossing at one fifty one and I remember people being like wow. my time and they're like, "Wow, that's sub two. And I'm like, I don't even know what that means. I'm like, I didn't, I didn't care. Like I was just, I just wanted to cross and, and do it. So, so yeah.
0: how was, how was that experience?
1: Um, it, oh my gosh. It was like the most, one of the most amazing experiences of my life. Like, I don't know if you've done a Disneyland or just a Disney race. No. Um, They're just uh, it's just really I mean, if you like Disney stuff, it's it's cool um, running through the parks when it's like dark and the rides are lit and the music's going. It's just like really like kind of a magical experience. There's this amazing I'm sad that they don't do them anymore. (laughs) Disneyland, at least.
0: Right. Because Disney World does.
1: Yeah, they do.
0: Yeah. They have, like, that whole, like, four days. There's like, four Like, mad- four days. Like, a friend of mine does, like, the Goofy Challenge.
1: Okay, yeah.
0: Yeah. Which is, like, for anyone who doesn't know, it basically it just keeps going up. So you have the 5K, then the 10K. This is on each day. So you have the 5K day, the 10K day. Then the half marathon and then the marathon. It was all four in a yeah, row. Yeah, that's it's
1: so crazy. I know a couple of people who have done it, and I'm like, that's insane. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, I can't imagine it. <laughs> right yeah. Um He's a friend of mine who I work with, so I, I see his training. Oh, wow. so like I'm like, I still don't get it. I don't yeah. know. I don't know how this happens. Um. So so that's so that's, I guess, pretty fortuitous, right? That you had this great first half marathon experience. So you to kind yeah. of just keep up the momentum. And you mentioned earlier that you're a very goal oriented person. So mm-hmm. after that first half marathon experience, did you start locking in on certain running goals?
1: No, I like stopped running. I stopped running for about like six or seven months. Cause I was like, okay, that's it. That's my goal. I just did it. You know, and what do I do next? Um, and then I found over the, like the, the next like kind of six or seven months. I was like, I really miss running. Like, I remember telling my husband, I was like, I miss like, you know, training for something. And, um, you know, just getting in shape and so I signed up for um another Disneyland race in September a half marathon so um yeah I signed up for that and again I didn't do a training plan I (laughs) did the same thing I did last time and ran just mostly on the treadmill and also pushing um the triple jogger with my girls in it um which is really hard darn um, man that's yeah. like that's a whole
0: workout in itself <laughs> oh
1: my oh, yeah yeah especially in the summertime like yeah um so i i, did I don't that know and... if
0: that's a bigger mental workout or physical workout
1: yeah yeah probably mental yeah for sure
0: because you're like trying to trying to quell the arguments and like the, oh, the yeah. hitting and all oh, whatever yeah. and i keep dropping
1: their sippy cups and yeah so yeah
0: so, just, so you, are you just like loaded with sippy cups and fruit pouches? Oh, yes. and
1: yeah sippy cups snacks oh yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that's great all right I, I cut you out there All right. so so you're, you're doing you're doing the outdoor runs you, you get back into it and then um yeah so once, once you got back into it do you have a certain again do you have a certain goal in mind or was it just the process? Yeah
1: yeah so my since my last last marathon or half marathon was one fifty one I was like okay, I wanna do one four five like I was like again like I had no idea like like paces and stuff like that like I still didn't know what I was doing, and I remember telling um, a runner friend of mine my goal, and she was like. Oh, so have you been doing a lot of, you know, speed workouts? I'm like, no, I don't even, mean, what is, no, what is that? And it was like a day before my race. It's not like I could go out oh, and, you know, do a speed workout. <laughs> so I was kind of like screwed. And so I was like, okay, well, no. And that race turned out not to be <laughs> very good. And, um, nor was it fun for me. Um, and yeah, I, I mean, I still PR, but like two minutes, you know, I was disappointed. And so after that, um,
0: race, which one was that? Was that Santa Clarita? <laughs>
1: No, that was um, that was another disappointment. But um, no, that was uh, the Disneyland half marathon in September. Okay. Yeah, in uh, two thousand sixteen. So, but once we came home from Disneyland, I was determined to like break one forty five, and that's when I signed up for the Santa Clarita um, half marathon, and that was the first time I actually purchased a um, half marathon training plan and that's when the first time I started doing speed workouts and tempo runs and doing long, longer runs than 13 miles. And again, just doing running just on the treadmill. Um, I run by myself. So it was kind of like a safety thing for me, you know, always running on the treadmill. So, um, yeah. So I started training for another half marathon and, um, my training went really well and, um, I, I, I got better. I got faster. I got more fitter. Um, and that's also when I ran my first um, 5K race too. Just doing a, I signed up for like a local 5K race and did that um, as part of like a training run one weekend. But um, and then once it came time for that Santa Clarita um, half marathon, I um, <laughs> took some really bad advice and took way too many gels.
0: Yeah, and, I wanted to ask you about that because yeah. I saw that in your race recap, <laughs> and I'm like, my mind starts going like. I'm like, all right, how many is too many? It's like, what, what, you, what, how many gels did you take, you know, and like, what was like the frequency that you took them?
1: Um, I took, I think I took them every 30 minutes, but I didn't know you're supposed to take them with water, which is dumb. So I, um, was, yeah. So I think I took like six. Oh my. Yeah. Not good. And, and I, did you,
0: did you take them in like in training or was this like a first no. time?
1: Yeah, no, I, the most I took in training was, pre- I can't handle them. So in most in training, um, I took like maybe half a gel. So and I, again, like I'm still so new and I'm like, I didn't know that you're supposed to practice like feeling and in, in, in training runs. Like I didn't, I, I didn't know much what I was doing. Um, so yeah, I, I was, you can, you can see my split times on that race and I was like really on like track to like beat my goal and um and then you can start seeing the dip you know mile nine and I'm by then I'm throwing up on the side and I'm literally thinking I'm dying like I remember looking on the side of the road and be like that looks like a good spot to fall down and lay down and like <laughs> tell everyone goodbye kind of thing yeah and um so around mile like 11 I remember the 150 pacer started to like kind of come up behind me and I'm like crushed because I'm like 150 are you kidding me like I'm really not going to beat my goal and there was this one guy that was a pacer and he kind of like really pushed me encouraged me um to to the finish line just like you know just co- kind of coaching me and like you can do it like almost there you know and i'm i still don't know who this guy is but um I still feel like forever grateful for him because, like, honestly, if it weren't for him, I'd probably still be laying down on that side of the road right now. But um, yeah, so <laughs> I ended up still PRing, you know, not uh, only by like a minute, um, 148, you know, for throwing up on the side of the road. It's, still kind of uh, okay for me but um yeah i was crushed i was still i was really crushed that i didn't beat my goal and i, I felt awful too so
0: well it's kudos awesome. i guess first of all kudos to the pacers out there
1: yeah. oh, oh my you know goodness. you were like yes. un,
0: you were the yes. unsung heroes of these yes. races
1: yes i totally um, agree
0: i i loved the i mean i granted like i'm I mean, i'm kind of joking about it now mm-hmm. i mean at the time obviously you were heartbroken yeah. um relatively speaking when it comes to racing um but I thought you had like a pretty good line. You're like, um, what was it like that you, you decided you couldn't, like the, the reason that you decided not to just go to the side of the road and pass that was that you hadn't filled out the emergency contact form oh, yeah. prior to the race.
1: Oh, yeah. Actually, yeah. I th- yeah. Exactly. Like I was like, oh my gosh. Like I remember before the race even started looking on that, the back of the bib and be like, oh, I don't need to fill that out. And then ironically, you know, I'm like, no, I got to keep going because they're not going to know who I am.
0: <laughs> see, there you go. See, yeah. A, a, ni- a nice race motivator for the yeah, future.
1: Like Exactly.
0: Continue not to do that. Yeah. <laughs> because worst comes to worst, it will be a motivator to keep going.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Even, to, even, even if it's not quite at your your uh, your desired pace. Right. That See, that's tough, you know, especially if you're like, you have that race going exactly how you want mm-hmm. it to go. Mm-hmm. It like, it is so, so heartbreaking. hmm To like, I know it's like, it sounds like a little melodramatic, but it is heartbreaking to like put in all that time and effort and like you're so close Mm -hmm. to doing it and it doesn't work out for you. So, so what did, what was your kind of, what was your response athletically and mentally after that race um, in terms of like kind of coming to grips with that and deciding like what to do next from a running perspective?
1: Like from a running perspective, I mean, I was. One, I was just, like, really mad at myself because it was something so simple that I could have done. Like, I could have practiced my fueling. You know, I could have done more research that, like, oh, you're – or just simply just turned the little gel around and read, like, oh, it must take with water. Like, just, you know, just kind of just stupid, silly things like that. Like, I just – I wish I had done more research. So I remember that night I just sitting down with my phone and just doing so much research about gels and fueling and just reading a lot about – how to feel during, during races and practicing that. So that's what I, I did. And, um, and I don't really know what sparked my interest in doing a, a full marathon after that race, but that's when I was like, I, I want to do a full marathon. So that's when I, uh, signed up for the LA marathon.
0: This sounds like the competitive side of you. That's mm-hmm. also like the goal oriented Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, uh, I remember again, texting my brother and being like, Hey, I'm thinking of doing a full marathon. And he, I was like, do you think I have enough time? And, um, he's like, absolutely. I think you should do it. So, yeah, I remember having, sitting my husband down at dinner and kind of being like, okay, this is, this is what I want to do. Cause he knows that I'm very like driven and, um, you know, Anyone who has a, who's married knows that when you're training for something big, like a marathon, like you have to have like your family support. Um, and so I wanted to make sure my husband was on board before I signed up. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. That's key. That mm-hmm. that part can't be overstated enough. Right. Yeah. Because I haven't run a marathon with mm-hmm. kids. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I've run, I ran them uh, before my kids were born mm-hmm. and you're right. Like it, it's, it's a, it's not just a runner's commitment. It's a family commitment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you have, that you have, you know, not only is it like, you know, it's easier to look at like the long days, right? Like, oh, I got an 18 mile run today. Right. You know, like, all right, well, I'm going to be gone for three hours. See you guys later. Right. Um, but it's, it's the recovery, I feel like oh, that's yeah. much more of, um, is much more impactful yeah. on the family than the actual running time.
1: Yeah, that's something I didn't even, like, factor in when I started marathon training. Like, I just remembered being so exhausted, like, around 2 o'clock. And thankfully, that's when my girls at the time would take a nap. So it was like, yay, like, 2 o'clock, I get to take a nap as well. But, yeah, um, yeah, the the actual running part really didn't, like, you know, like, didn't really, like um, – I don't know the word I'm trying to think of, but, um, yeah, it was, it's kind of like the recovery part that really took a beating with, with me and, and trying to like also parent, you know, triplets and take care of, you know, housework and everything like that. So.
0: Right. And one thing that comes up is in some of my conversations with people who've been in similar circumstances mm-hmm. is like, is the, uh, for lack of a better term, like the mom guilt that's associated with mm-hmm. going after some of like, a big goal Mm -hmm. that's the big goal but a a, a goal that has a lot that's a time-consuming goal
1: yeah
0: right of like all right is this am I being selfish with this yeah Um, yeah am I not am I not putting my family first right now I should be putting my family first like how's like am I am I overexerting in this one area as opposed to other areas which may be more important I want to take a quick break from my conversation with McCall to talk about Mercury Mile in the intro, I said what they do and who they are, and I just want to give a quick shout out to how they've been able to do it and how it affects me. See, I'm a dedicated amateur runner like you. I don't have time nor, frankly, the inclination to go researching all the different potential accessories and clothing options and snacks and all the stuff that us runners need. Uh, I'm just too busy for it. So it's so nice to have a personal stylist who's able to go through all of those things and... Um, and send me a package that she thinks that I'll like. So uh, my first package was absolutely fantastic. Um, I was blown away by what was in there. And um, I've been already wearing a lot of the gear. And I'm excited to try some of the different goos that were in there as well. So I would suggest giving it a shot. If you do, Rambling Runner 10 at checkout. Saves you $10. Helps the show. Um, and hey, you're a busy person. Let them handle all this stuff no 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 worries at all if you don't like what you see in the box you just send it back and there's no shipping required uh no shipping costs i should say so you know there's there's nothing at stake it's a great service it's a great product and i'm so happy that they're sponsoring the show
1: i remember my first marathon training um really going through a lot of mom guilt and talking about it a lot with my husband and you know he and i both like agree that you know this is this is just a season of our lives. And, um, you know, it's just for 18. I, this sounds really long, but it's, it was just for 18 weeks. And, um, every day wasn't really, you know, hard. Um, so it wasn't like every single day mommy has to like lay down on the couch, but, um, you know, and I, I still was able to do all the mom things. Um, I was tired a lot. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely had a lot of mom guilt, you know, kind of like, you know, I felt like you know everything kind of kind of weighed on you know my long run on the, on the Saturday and stuff. But I think um, for my first marathon training, I really learned what to do and what not to do. And I we kind of didn't have much of a social life um, the time that we that I was training. But my second time around of training, I really learned how to still have you know family time on the weekends and um, still have a, you know. Do fun stuff with my girls during the week and stuff.
0: So, what was the biggest change?
1: Um, like f- when I would have, um, like really tough, hard workouts, I would schedule like all my house chores for that day. So, then the next day I knew it was an easy run and also an easy day. So, I would do n- no house chores and it would just be fun day with my, with my girls. Like, I'd plan like a play date with my friends or crafts with my girls. And so that way my girls knew like, you know, every other day was kind of, like, fun or house chores or, you know, stuff like that, so.
0: That's a good hack. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, especially if you've gone through before, then you know, like, hey, like, oh, it's my workout day. I'm going to rest before the workout right. so that I can give it my all. But right. then after afterwards, you can say, hey, no, 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 I'm going to need to rest even more tomorrow.
1: Right, Exactly.
0: Yeah, that's a, that's a big one. That's for sure. I can imagine that being a big deal. And shoot, man, 2017, what a year you had. I did, yeah. You yeah. dominated. So All right, so just going, going through the list of uh, the highlights, if I have them right here. You got the L.A. Marathon, mm-hmm. 354. So you broke four hours in your first marathon, which is awesome. Yeah. You got a 10K PR, 4658, 5K PR of a smoke in 2208, <laughs> and you ran Disney again, ran uh, 150. Yeah. Eight, eighth in your age group in Disney?
1: Yeah. And it was a very hot. I mean, it was a red flagged race. Like, it was, I was sweating just standing in the corral. Like, it was not a good race day weather at all.
0: <laughs> yeah. I was looking at, like, I was looking at your place time, and it was like 31st out of like 5,000 or something like that.
1: Yeah. I was, I was surprised. Yeah.
0: Was that was that was that like overall or was that <clears throat> excuse me was that like was that female runners like how did that
1: yeah that was all out of all female runners that day
0: thirty first yeah damn McConnell you came you came you came up pretty quick in yeah. a couple <laughs> of years like that that's I mean obviously one fifty you know I mean just like in a vacuum you'd be like I don't want to be a one fifty half marathon or like that's right. something you 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 you'd had exceeded that in the past yeah but when you go into a race like that. Like do you even go in with goals or what how do you approach a race at that in that heat cuz that's not something I've experienced
1: Yeah I I pretty much threw out all my like um hopes of PRing or any a goal time and I since I was in the middle of training for my second marathon I was just using this race as a um as a tempo run so I went into it just running at my marathon goal pace anyway so um yeah, so I just I just kind of ran by by feel that day, so
0: it was. But it must have been pretty exciting though. I mean, you must have been like, wow, I'm I'm passing a lot of people, or like there's not a lot of people in front of me. Like did yeah, you, you
1: had, there. Yeah, I wasn't really running with really anyone at all. It was kind of an empty um, race, kind of. I I think just the heat kind of kept people back. So.
0: Wow. Yeah. So did you have any idea that you were so highly placed in the I mean, um I did. like overall?
1: No, I didn't at all. Um, it, yeah.
0: It must have been quite a shock, though, to like I, yeah, see the race really results shocked. afterwards.
1: Yeah, I was really shocked, especially considering my time. And I remember coming up on the finish line and seeing my time and being like, "Oh man!" And I was like, "Oh well, I, you know, this is a, kind of a train to run anyway, and you know, I'm happy to be here." And, um, but yeah, I, I was I was really surprised. So.
0: Got it. And then I have to mention, because you, you were hot on this topic um, mm-hmm. last week, is that you had the, kind of the fear of missing out going on, mm-hmm. which I think a lot of runners do. So yeah. the, you had the L.A. Marathon 2018, and unfortunately, you're battling some injuries. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so so, what, so what's going on on the injury front right now?
1: So when I was training for my second marathon, I, I think what I did um, after LA Marathon is I didn't give myself enough time to like kind of just like take a break. Um, I started running about three days after the LA Marathon, and um, which I, I shouldn't have done that. I mean, I felt I mean I was sore, but I felt I felt fine. So I started um, running again, and I was doing about forty to forty five miles a week after the LA Marathon, and kept going until a started, um, training for my second marathon. So I, I think I was just like ready for an injury kind of thing. And, um, I started doing um, a plan that was pretty advanced. Um, I peaked at like 60 something miles and I think I just, uh, I don't know. I just, I, I ran too hard and didn't take my easy days easy enough. Um, and just ended up just injuring myself pretty bad. Um, I had, Knee injury, ankle, shin splints, calf, um, pretty much my entire right leg uh, was taped up the day of my second marathon race. So it it didn't, look good. I didn't so,
0: look good. So which injury happened first? And I'm assuming that after the first one, it just started becoming a domino effect.
1: Yeah, um, what first happened was shin splints.
0: Oh, so then you started landing differently?
1: Yeah, yeah. And then, oh. uh, and then it was like the knee, and then the ankle.
0: So, yeah. Oh man, shoot, that'll do it. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's no fun. Well, yeah, especially if you started running three days after the, the marathon. I mean, kudos to you for like feeling so good afterwards.
1: Yeah, it's, yeah. the 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 injury really came out of nowhere. I guess in, in my mind it did. Like, and I was, I had like three days left before I started taper for my second marathon. So I was like, Oh my goodness. Like I'm I'm you know, like, of course I'm like injured. Um, but yeah, I, it just, it happened at the worst time. And, um, yeah, unfortunately had one of the worst race experiences in, of my life. So yeah.
0: And what, and what what was the, uh, and you say that was one of the worst race experiences mm-hmm. of your life. What, what did that entail?
1: Um, I, I mean, I, I, so I didn't run in eight days before my, mar- my, uh, second marathon attempt. Like I, I, um, pe- people, t- told me, you know, you shouldn't run, just, just, you know, lay off your legs and let your body kind of heal. So I did. And so, um, I didn't know how I was going to feel, um, when I, um, you know, was at the starting line. And so I could tell the first mile in, I, I was like, this isn't this is, I don't feel good. Like this doesn't feel right. And, um, by mile three, I was like, this, this still isn't feeling right. Like I I couldn't even, I couldn't even get to like a comfortable pace. And, um, yeah, I just, I remember seeing my family at mile 12 and wanting to quit then. And, um, I, I, I don't know if I should have, I should have dropped out by mile 12, but, um, I didn't, I kept going. And then I remember I was going to see them again at mile 19 and that's when I dropped out is when I saw them.
0: So, so you ran 19 miles.
1: I was at 19.90. Like I, I, at the time I, sh- I should have just kept going to mile 20, but I mean, at that moment I just, I, I broke down. I, I collapsed. I just, I couldn't go anymore. I just,
0: I couldn't do it. Wow. And what, what was the date of this marathon?
1: um November 5th I think
0: Wow so I'm, I'm, I have a podcast coming out with uh with Sarah Turner uh-huh. whose Instagram handle is, is the running wife and she yeah. had the exact not the exact same
1: That's experience, right yeah but pretty much
0: the same experience
1: Yeah yeah, yeah. I, I remember seeing Yeah I think hers was like a week later than yeah. mine
0: Exactly. And it was, it was at 19.89 miles. Mm
1: -hmm. I know. I remember reading it and being like, Oh my gosh. And I was going to say something here, but I was like, I don't look like a a creep, but yeah, I was like, (laughs) Oh my gosh. They're like twins, but not yeah,
0: right. No, it's true. It's true. I'm like listening to you. I'm like, I'm having the the strongest sense of deja vu. Yeah. Um, I recorded that podcast last week. Um, and my goodness, but on some level. I don't want to speak for you. Let me just speak for myself. Mm -hmm. I'm amazed by your grit in that circumstance to be like, all right, mile one. You're like, this is not right. Mm -hmm. And then, like, you know, you keep going, like, 18 miles later. What do you chalk that up to?
1: Oh, my gosh. Um, The fact that I did not have my phone with me, (laughs) and it was a small race. Like, there was only 255 uh, runners in this marathon. So um I was pretty much on my own a lot of the time and I was like I don't have my phone there's no one around like I don't really know where I am so if I drop out now I don't know how I'm going to get home so I that's why I was like okay I know I'm going to see my family at, at mile 19 so that's But you saw them at
0: 12 home. right so you saw them uh, yeah. at 12 mm-hmm. So, what was your self talk like at that point? Kind of weighing the pros and cons of dropping out.
1: Yeah, uh, I didn't drop out then; it was because there was a lot of people, <laughs> and I, I don't, it was just, I don't know. I pride, I just didn't want to drop out in front of all these people and my girls. Um, this was the first race that my girls like were old enough to like see me run, and it's really sad because they still talk about the day that mommy ran a race and cried. Like, and then we live near. The spot where I quit. And so every day we drive by it and they go, that's where mommy ran. That's where she cried. That's where she said, oh, she can't do it. And I'm like, oh man, like I gotta, like, oh gotta, my God. Uh, yeah. I'm
0: like, my so heart's sad. breaking listening yeah, to this story.
1: It's, it's sad. And so I'm like, oh man, I, I, that's why I was like so determined to run like another marathon and like have my girls there and like, it'll happen. It'll happen. Um, you know, they'll, they'll see mommy cross the finish line and, hopefully cry with,
0: um, you know,
1: enjoyment <laughs> this time. <laughs>
0: well, there's they're three. There were three when yeah. that happened. I mean, yeah. they're not going to remember that forever. I mean, they're going to forget not. it at some point, right? I,
1: they, they talk about it a lot. <laughs> they do. <laughs> it's so sad. It's
0: so they have, like, they have, like, individual memories and, like, collective memories.
1: Yeah. Right? Yeah.
0: Between the three of them. They're, like, yeah. you know, they kind of keep these stories going.
1: Oh, they reenact it. They reen- like, in fact, today, they were like, I'm mommy. I'm going on a run. And they'll be like, "Oh, oh, mo- mommy can't run. Oh, I can't do it." And I'm like, "Oh my goodness, like stop it!"
0: <laughs> oh my yeah. goodness. And I thought I had it bad. I have my son pretending that every wall in our house is Platform Nine and Three Quarters from Harry Potter, and he's bashing oh, into them, thinking that he could run through them onto oh, the other side of the tracks. Um, I. I'm not gonna curse that anymore. I think I'd yeah. prefer that to them like yeah. my, my kids remembering like me dropping out of a race.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's bad.
0: <laughs> so so all right, so you're injured now, but I just but you got great news.
1: Mm-hmm. Right?
0: I mean, you had the M R I. Yeah. It
1: came yeah. out negative. Yeah.
0: So what's so what's the plan moving forward?
1: Um so I'm I'm going to focus on like smaller distance right now. I think I am gonna just do like maybe a ten K race, um so I can focus on like speed. And then, um, hopefully if all that goes well and no injuries pop up, um, I'd, I'd love to run CIM this year. So hopefully like train in the fall for that. And then I'd love to run, um, LA next year in 2019. Yeah.
0: Right. Right. Well, CIM is such a special race. I know it's Mm -hmm. it's special to so many people, um, out in California and the West Coast, um, so when you're preparing for your nighttime treadmill runs, how do you how do you handle that from a food perspective? Like, well, so like what, what do you eat and what times do you eat?
1: That's interesting that you ask that um, because I actually run now in the morning. Um, I started doing that a year ago, I think. Once we bought a treadmill, I started running in the morning, um, and then I also do most of my runs outside too, but early in the morning. Okay. So. But today, actually, I ran um, kind of in the early evening, right after I ate, and decided it's not a good thing.
0: So. Yeah. All right. So that's, that's uh, yeah. The early morning run—that's that, my jam as well. So, so yeah. you're so you're out there. So you feel like you're. I know before you mentioned that you weren't running at outside because of a safety issue, but just feel mm-hmm. like in the morning it's a little different than nighttime outside.
1: Yeah. And when I was training, uh, when I was first started running, we were living in a different area. So since then we've, we've moved to like a different area of LA County. So it's kind of a different like vibe. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, so I, I run in the mornings. Um, there's a lot of bike paths where I live. So, um, I hear one of my girls crying. Um, so, um, yeah, I, I run early in the morning, um, and I I don't like to have a lot of food in me, so I think that's one of the reasons why I prefer running early in the mornings. And also, too, like having kids, like it's kind of like if I don't get it done early in the morning before they wake up, it's kind of like it's, you know, it's hard to get it in um, when they're up. So
0: Yeah, it's, it's like it's either now or never. Right. It's yeah, like it's, exactly. it's a motivator, but it's also it kind of like, uh, I wish I could like be a little, a little more awake at this point.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, I appreciate you taking the time to do this. This has been a fascinating conversation, and I really appreciate you, uh, you coming on. If you have a, I know you mentioned your your daughter's crying. Do you, Do you need to go, or can we go through the um, last couple questions?
1: Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. We're fine. I think. Yeah. I think she's. I don't hear her right now, so I
0: think she's fine. Oh, a complete non sequitur question. Yeah. All right. So you heard a daughter crying. Do you know which one it is just by oh, the yeah. sound?
1: Oh yeah. Yep. Get out of here. It's the oldest one. Yeah.
0: Wait. Hold on. Do you just say it's the oldest one?
1: Yeah.
0: Do you? Well, I, I'm, I'm. I'm. I didn't realize you differ, That you would differentiate.
1: Seconds. Ten seconds. Oh,
0: yeah. so funny. I didn't think that you would differentiate in that way. How funny. Yeah. That's hysterical.
1: Yeah. I mean, they're, you know, they're old, middle and, and youngest by like, you know, 10 seconds or something like that. So, right. Not
0: so, much. so does the middle child still get a complex? I say this. As, she does. She as, does. She as, I mean, my I, wife I'm is a middle child, team. so I, yeah. I I know what that means. Oh,
1: it's, Yeah, it's true. Yeah.
0: So, so when you were picking out names, yeah. how do you even go through that process?
1: Oh my gosh. Um, that, yeah, that was tough because, you know, we had to also do middle names. So it's like six names that you have to choose and, you know, my husband's name is Matt, too, so we both had, like, the M&M, and people were like, oh, you're going to do all M&Ms, and we're like, no, because we do not want to be known as, like, the M&M family, and having the last name Lee was tricky, too, because we didn't want the name, to, the first name to sound like, you know, one continuous, you know, name with Lee. Um, so, yeah, it was, it was hard. It was tough, but we just chose names that we liked. So.
0: Oh, there you go. So then it's also kind of funny because, like, you're you're picking out the names but you don't know which one is going to get it or did you say like hey the first one born is going to be x y z yeah i guess you have to do it that way right yeah we we kind
1: of yeah we kind of and kind of my husband kind of chose who was going to be who because i was in like recovery and not really you know kind of aware what was going on at the time so my husband kind of like picked who was going to have what name so
0: also the names were predetermined and then he just like looked at each one and said all right you look like a yeah,
1: Pretty right. much. Yeah. Oh,
0: how funny. See, yeah, I, yeah. my wife and I, I thought that we had decided how to spell our daughter's first name. Yeah. Um, I guess that conversation happened in my own head because oh. she, she asserts that that did not happen. That's so, funny. like, when the, the doctor was like, oh, so how do you spell Callie? And I, yeah. like, you know, I basically told the doctor, and he's like, oh, great. So afterwards, my wife's like, that's not how you spell Callie. Oh,
1: that's funny.
0: Well, like, <laughs> first of all, there's, like, 25 different ways of spelling that name Yeah, and every Kelly we've met has spelled it differently. Yeah. So my wife at this point is like, could not have care less. But at the time, she's like, yeah, that is not how I would have spelled it. <laughs> like, oh, okay. Sorry about that. <laughs> so
1: did you go with what, how you spelled it?
0: Oh, yeah. We we reached the point of no return on that. Oh, wow. Like, that sucker <laughs> was on the birth certificate.
1: Oh, that's funny.
0: <laughs> yeah, we, been, we spelled it like Kelly with an A. Oh,
1: okay.
0: But, like, I'd done it that way because, like, my wife's sister is named Kelly. So I was like, Oh, um, this would be nice. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> my, my phone still auto corrects it to the wrong, the wrong spelling. Oh, so funny. all of my texts have been spelled wrong or, <laughs> or to my voice knowledge uh, correctly. Um, so, um, all right. So if you're going out on one of your morning runs, are you wearing <laughs> headphones or no headphones?
1: Um, I, for safety, I'm no headphones and I've, I've grown, someone stole my headphones actually at the gym. So, um, yeah, I, I, For safety, no headphones, Um, and I actually kind of prefer it that way too. Okay, all right, so
0: so when you were running on the treadmill, Mm -hmm. were you were you a music music person?
1: Um, I'm like Hulu. Oh. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah, that's great. That's like the one benefit of doing a treadmill inside. You can just rock the TV.
1: Yeah, Um, Bachelor, Real Housewives.
0: (laughs) Oh, reality TV. Yeah. Oh, Saved by the bell. I mean that's that's obviously yeah, a classic. So good.
1: Yeah. <laughs> All
0: right, there you go. All right. Um so if you're going out there and you're like obviously you're motivated and inspired by filling members. You've already touched on that. Is there anyone else that you're that either you follow social media wise or that you know about just through like following running that, that inspires or motivates you?
1: Um I don't think any one particular person, but I think it's just it's you know, the running community on Instagram is really great. You know, seeing a bunch of, especially like other moms like me, just, you know, getting their runs in and how they balance mom life and running life and wife life. And, um, it's, it's inspiring and encouraging to see other moms doing the same thing and being able to get it done, you know? So.
0: Yeah, for sure. And if you could run one more race the rest of your life, but you could do it every year, what race would that be?
1: Um, does it have to be a race I've already done?
0: Not necessarily. Um, uh, I
1: would say, um, I mean, Boston would, I mean, I, watching the Boston documentary was really amazing and that would be like my ultimate goal to, you know, qualify and, and run Boston. So I would, I'd say Boston, even though I haven't run it yet or qualified yet, so,
0: Right. All right. Well, that, that, that also qualifies for the bucket list questions. You just like yeah. two for one. See you. you mentioned yeah. before, like it's about efficiency. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Um, so, uh, all right. Last one before we say it, uh, people want to follow you on Instagram. What's your handle? Uh, Run. All right. So it's C underscore Mac underscore run. Mm-hmm. All right. And we'll have that in the show notes as well. And last question, I know you normally run alone, but if you don't, who's your ideal running partner?
1: Um, I mean, I don't have anyone, but it'd actually be my husband. Um, he doesn't run, but that would be a the really cool goal one day is if my husband started running and he would run with me. Or even one of my, my girls,
0: too. There you go. All right. Like, see, that's like family goals. Yeah. It is. <laughs> there you go. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I really thank appreciate it.
1: Thank for having it. me, Matt. I really appreciate it.
0: Oh, my pleasure. Well, good luck with the injury, and I hope uh, hope you bounce back soon.
1: All right, thank you. All right. All right, bye.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of the Rambling Runner podcast. I really appreciate it. Also, you can now listen to the show on Spotify, as well as Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Overcast, and all the platforms it's always been on. But if you're a Spotify user, you can check out the show there. Also, thank you to Mercury Mile. If you go to MercuryMile.com and use promo code rambling runner 10 you'll save ten dollars on a fantastic service uh i really enjoy it great products coming your way and if you don't agree shoot you can send it back free of charge so what's better than that so thank you so much for listening i really appreciate it and happy running